Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business, and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend and Verisage Institute colleague, Ed Kless. And on today's show, folks, we're going to do the year in review, 2023. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Well, as is usually the case in December here, Ron, or, or January, uh, I am, the, the, the mountain cedar has exploded and I am in allergy hell. Uh, so, yeah. So, it, you know, it's funny. I was preparing for the show and I was looking back on some of the, the shows that we've done previously on this. And um, I, I can remember talking about this. I think it was two years ago. And I, I, I said, I felt like Homer Simpson, you know, can Metal dealy scoop food. <laughs> you mean spoon? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's my my brain's a little foggy between the the the, the pressure and and then the t- being on the drug. So, but I'll I'll muddle through. Pros play hurt, Ron. Pros yeah. play hurt. That's true. That's true. Sprezzatura or whatever. Sprezzatura. Um, yeah, guy, allergies. I'm blessed. I don't have any that I know of that I've been. You don't haven't lived in Texas long enough. That's yeah, you haven't maybe. been in Texas long enough. That's although yeah. it's pretty bad out here. My brother had them really bad, so well, it okay. was a constant battle. But um, yeah, well, Ed, you we usually we kind of look at uh, the people we lost for the year starting out. And I, you know, we were talking about this before we went live, but there's just a ton of them. I know it's the baby boomers. It's a baby boom. It's, it's like, this is not going to be, it's going to get worse the next gonna, five, 10 years. It's going to peak. It's going to be, man, I, I, I think we could spend the whole show on this, but uh, let me just get through a few and then, you know, yeah. you can, you can give me some, but, and I'm kind of doing this by the way, in uh chronological order. Cause I kept a file and I, you know, <laughs> throughout the whole year, I just, and this, you should see this file. I'm not kidding. It's, it's <laughs> unbelievable, but and and these are all people that you know that are interesting and you know probably deserve tribute but certainly on the list we lost him on uh, January 12th at the age of 94 Paul Johnson the great british mm-hmm. historian and he he wrote over 50 books thousands of articles i mean this guy he read everything and i've read several of his books um i have not read modern times which is on everybody's list from Jonah Goldberg to Russ Robert i mean and ask anybody and they'll say, you got to read modern times. And I started it, just never finished it. But, uh, he wrote history of Christianity, history of the Jews, history of, of, uh, America, you know, the United, he loved America. He said, he said, uh, the Atlantic ocean is more narrow than the English channel. He felt closer to America than Europe. President Bush gave him the medal of freedom in, uh, 2006. And, uh, he wrote a series of one one word title books, creators, heroes, humorists, and intellectuals that are just masterful. He was going to write one called monsters, but, um, he said, no, I, I, w- I want to spend my old age doing something more pleasant. <laughs> and, uh, he tutored princess Diana <laughs> tutored her in history. So just a really fascinating guy, unbelievably well-read history of art. You know, he, he was just a polymath 
uh, just a really admirable guy. And um, I think four days later on January 16th at the age of 95, we lost Gina Lola Brigida. And in 1958, Orson Welles made a short black and white documentary about her, which was never broadcast. She saw it when it finally aired in Italy, and she had the government ban it. She hated the way he portrayed her. And Humphrey Bogart, who starred with her and Beat the Devil, said she made Marilyn Monroe look like Shirley Temple. <laughs> Gina Lola Brigida was beautiful. Yes, uh, yes, definitely. Stunningly beautiful. And Maya Picasso, um, his only daughter, Picasso's only daughter, passed away as well. He painted her more than any other of his other children. Mm -hmm. And uh, she kind of looked like him. So the theory is that he was painting himself, uh, <laughs> you know, through her. But he died in 1973 without a will. And she had to go through like a seven-year legal battle with his with her two other siblings. Um, and then just one more, and then I'll let you read some. But uh, Marlene Bauer Hoggy, she was the last of the LPGA's founders. She died at 89, the, the you know, the P, uh, ladies golf tournament. Um, Ed, she finished in 1947, eighth in the U.S. Open. She was 13. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's, I, you know, Jade Nordlinger said, I need to work on my game. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good idea. Yeah. If you're going to compete at that level. So uh, just, just quickly some mind, uh, uh, and this is, yes, this is also relatively chronologically, although they might be a little bit out of order. Uh, David Crosby from Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I love their harmonies. I love the way that they had that tight knit harmonies, such a distinctive sound. Uh, that that uh, so many good songs that they produce as well. Uh, this one's a little little kind of personal to, to me because it, it, the the show Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley were just part of of who I was growing up. Just Tuesday nights, you wanted to be there in front of the TV, must see TV at eight and eight thirty East Coast time. But Cindy Williams, so from uh, Laverne and Shirley, she she passed. And uh, Bert Bacharach, I wanted to give a yeah. shout out to Bert Bacharach, uh, just a writer of insanely beautiful melodies, uh, the so songs that, that you know from him is, is uh, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, uh, They Long to Be Close to You, Arthur's Theme, uh, That's What Friends Are For. And my favorite song happens to be from a show that he wrote the music and lyrics to that with a book by Neil Simon. And uh, it, it, the, 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 the song is I'll Never Fall in Love Again. The show is pr called Promises, Promises. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's a musical version of a, of a play called The Apartment. But uh, the, the I'll Never Fall in Love Again is just, it, it just it's one of, one of those songs that I just remember hearing as a kid and thinking, that's a really cool song, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, 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 the 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 lyric that always stands out: uh, "What do you get when you fall in love? You get enough germs to catch pneumonia. Yeah. What? And when you do, she'll never phone you." <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and the and the and also the guy who did uh, "Left My Heart in San Francisco," the singer. Uh, Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, he, he's he's on my list too. So I'll talk him. Yes, he 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 passed as well. It, it, one some some of Tony Bennett's great work was right at the end of his career. He did a series of albums called duets with 
lots of different people, but but honestly, one of the best albums of the last ten years, in my opinion, was his his album with Lady Gaga. It's mm. absolutely magnificent. It's I it's bet. fantastic, just brilliant from a from a jazz perspective. So you know, pop, popular song perspective, American Songbook, so so to speak. But it's just fantastic stuff. So yeah, yeah, yep. no, that's cool. Didn't Sinatra team up with somebody? Like Cindy Lauper or somebody really weird, or there was some really another really interesting duet too, like that. I can't yeah. remember who it was. Um, there, I think there was a there was a Cindy Lauper duet of uh, of uh, White Christmas, I think, or no, it's not. It's one of the Christmas songs with Cindy Lauper, but I think it was done after the fact. Ah, uh, okay, yep, yeah, okay. And so. I've only got this because I think we saw this guy. Uh, Amitai Edizini, he, he was the foremost communitarian in America. Okay. Know? And, and I, this, I believe is when we were at Cato live. Remember when we, Oh were, yeah. Okay. Brought, I think this was the guy, he's the economist. Now he, he's the one that I asked, what's my fair share of somebody else's Bill Gates because <laughs> you know, the whole communitarian thing, I just never right. got behind, but um, he passed away. And then Robert Lucas, Nobel Prize winner in economics, also passed away. He's the one that did the Lucas critique of Keynesianism. And, uh, you know, I just keep going back to one of our guests line that macro economics is micro done poorly. (laughs) Um, But interesting thing about Lucas is, believe it or not, in his prenuptial with his wife, uh, well, when he, when they got divorced, they had an agreement that if he won the Nobel prize, cause you know, it's like a million dollar prize, um, sure. he would give her half and sure enough, he got the award after they divorced and, and he paid, he paid her half. Um, he wrote an essay that is just phenomenal. What economists do, um, Robert Lucas, maybe Greg can get this in the show notes, but it's really, really worth reading. This is the one where he analogizes the u.s economy to an amusement park and it's Hmm. absolutely brilliant it really Hmm. is an incredible piece of work um here's a name from the past ed james watt reagan's first uh you know interior secretary always put his foot in his mouth um and he passed away uh robert zimmer professor of mathematics and president of the university of chicago he's the one that did the chicago principles Mm. free speech so that's, that's been uh you know, in the news. And of course, Gordon Moore passed away at 94 on March 24th. Uh, he first published Moore's law in the 1965 electronics magazine, where he said the doubling would happen every year. And then in 1975, he updated it every two years. And, um, he, uh, <laughs> this guy, he was a penny pincher man at Intel. He kept track of every dollar, even in his personal life. He did, uh, he, and in 2014, his net worth was worth, worth $7 billion. Him and his wife gave it all away. Um, and he always thought that, um, there'd be some new material that might keep Moore's law going though. He never predicted it would go on forever, but right. he was a chemist. And he said, well, we'll find some new material probably that will keep this going for a while. And that's probably going to turn out to be pretty prescient as well. Yeah. And then so- Silvio uh, Bear, Bear, Bear Lasconi, I think is how you say it, uh, the, the Italian prime minister. <laughs> this guy, he got involved in so many scandals with young girls. But I just, you know, Italy's government's always kind of amazed me. So yeah, yeah, <clears throat> he passed away. 
Uh, going through a couple more on my list, uh, Tim McCarver. Uh, was a, was an announcer for the New York Mets for a long time in the 80s, especially when in 1986 he was part of the broadcast team. But is most famous uh, if, because he was he was part of the broadcast team when uh, the earthquake happened in San Francisco, and that he w- was really the spot on reporter. He and Al Michaels were teamed up for that, uh, and that maybe and they they were clearly visibly shaken because they're not reporters; they were baseball guys and they're reporting that this live event where people are leaving the stadium was pretty traumatic to go back and watch some of that stuff on on youtube um topal who is uh i have to mention because i'm in a production of fiddler on the roof played tevia uh, in the movie uh did a great job with that also toured with it on broadway as well tina turner and the story i love about tina turner is that she became a citizen of uh of um uh not sweden um the uh, other, uh, yeah, Swiss, not Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland, yes, Switzerland. Just, okay, yes, okay. yes, became okay, a, yeah. a citizen of Switzerland. Where in order to become a Swiss a Swiss citizen, you have to go before a panel of other citizens and prove your worthiness as as a citizen, including speaking in fluent German. Yep. Or they, they or they won't let you in. And she and Tina Turner did that, like learned fluent German to, in order to get her citizenship in Switzerland. Yeah, they, have, they have to vote on you. Yeah, they vote on you. The other citizens vote on you. Say yes or no, up or down. You know, do you, and the last two I want to get through uh, quickly, and then I'll kick it back to you for. Well, we should probably take a break, but uh, Sinead O'Connor, uh, yes. of course. The, the we we talked about this when she passed because one of her last words was to her children that said, "Call my accountant, Accountants. not the lawyer. <laughs> Call the accountant." Uh, and then finally, one I know you want to talk about is James Buckley. So maybe we'll pick that up on the break. The brother of William F. Buckley. So right. And, and just on Tevi, really quick, I, I did not know this. He beat out Zero Mostel and Frank Sinatra for that role. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. For the movie role. For the movie yeah, role. Yeah, for the movie role. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Zero Mostel was the one who played on Broadway. But we are up against our break. I want to remind you, you can get a hold of Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. The website is The Soul of Enterprise, where you can see show notes as well as previews to upcoming shows. We are sponsored over there by, uh, at our, we have a Patreon channel, I should say, patreon.com slash TSOE, where you can get the show commercial free and without interruption. Over there, if at a certain level, you can get a shout out like Geraldine Carter did. Check her stuff out at uh, GeraldineCarter.com. She is a business strategies for CPAs podcast. This break is sponsored by our new sponsor, Bookskeeping Franchise. Check them out at BooksKeepingWithAnXFranchise.com. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. Have you ever listened to an advertisement for a book so many times that you question the existence of God? Me too. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I recorded the advertisement for Ron and Ed's book, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Blah 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 Whatever, and four years later, we're all tired of it, especially me. But thankfully, there's a solution. For just $10 a month, you never have to hear my voice again. For a commercial-free version of The Soul of Enterprise, go to patreon.com TSOE and subscribe now. 
Ron, we talk a lot about business opportunities. Well, now a great one has become our sponsor, bookskeepingfranchise.com, bookskeeping with an X. That's right, Ed. If you are interested in becoming part of the $4.2 billion bookkeeping industry for a franchise fee of just under $20,000, visit www.bookskeepingfranchise.com. Bookskeeping comes with full training, plus marketing and technical support, and even staffing. Visit the website or call 855 935 2669. Franchise opportunity not available in all states. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Welcome back, everybody. We're doing the year in review 2023. And Ed, another one we lost was uh, James Buckley. That was uh, older uh, older brother to William F. Buckley. He was number four out of six kids. And he died at 100. Notice how many people died at 100? This yeah, was really or real close to it. Really yep. interesting. But of course, Buckley, uh, you know, he went to Yale College, Skull and Bone Society, served in the Navy. But his distinction is he was a U.S. senator, a federal judge, and then he got into the cabinet uh, after he lost his uh, senatorial um, rebid. I forget he was put in the State Department. He's one of the few people in history to serve in all three branches of the government. There's 45 people who've, who've done that. Hmm. And he was one of them. Um, the first one was, um, well, not the first one, but some of them are people like, you know, Salmon Chase and uh, James Burns served in all three roles. But he, he, uh, he has that distinction. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, Bob Barker <laughs> yep. passed away, 99. You know, I feel like we should do that whole thing about, you know, survived by his wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I had to put this in here just because, you know, I hate this agency. This is the biggest namby-pamby eat-your-vegetables government agency that we have. The Consumer Product Safety Commission. First commissioner, Richard Simpson, died at the age of 93. And he actually uh, <laughs> he was actually responsible for, you know, just an unbelievable amount of regulations uh, on, on he, he had, you know, 25 million dangerous things that Americans could buy covering 11,000 product categories. He actually had a list of the most dangerous products mm. uh, ranked by accident, tried to regulate them. Um, and then, uh, of course, uh, Joe, the plumber died. <laughs> Remember Joe, the plumber? Yeah, sure. Who Obama told him, I think when you spread the wealth around, it's good for everybody. He died at 49 of pancreatic cancer, and he actually tried to run for the Ohio State House, uh, but lost. And um, this was really interesting. Lawrence Churcher joined the Royal Navy at 18, and he wanted to see the world. He, um, his distinction, he, he, he died at 102 this year or last year. 
He was the last known Royal Navy veteran of Operation Dynamo, the evacuation of Dunkirk. Mm. So, and of course, Diane Feinstein from my home state and Henry Kissinger at 100 again. Um, and uh, do one more. Um, by the way, Kissinger, interesting guy. I mean, he dated Candace Bergen, Shirley MacLaine, Marlo Thomas. I mean, it goes odd and odd. This guy, he was, he was, you know. Isn't he, he, I don't know if he, he, he the one who said power is the, 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 yeah, the ultimate af, aphrodisiac. Yes. Yeah. And he said, and he said, no one will ever win the battle of the sexes. There's too much fraternizing with the enemy, which is <laughs> one of the all time greatest lines. And then this gal, Eleanor Otto, longest working Rosie, the riveter worked at a Boeing plant in long beach building C-17 cargo planes she worked there for uh, uh, an unbelievable amount of time, but she didn't even see the Rosie Riveter poster. Now, she's not based on the drawing of the poster, but she didn't even see it until the 80s. Um, but she she worked at this Boeing plant until they closed it. I mean, it was 70 years in this Boeing plant that she wow. worked in Long Beach. And there's a bar named after her called Rosie where she's pumping her fist, like in the poster, but you know, you, you, you're familiar with those Rosie, the riveter posts. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. She, so that was interesting. So yeah, just another group of interesting people. Uh, on my, my list, it, what was Bob Barker as well, but Jimmy Buffett, uh, Burt Young uh, from Rocky, the, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So Polly from Rocky, Bobby Knight, what a great basketball coach, but a uh, little bit of an intense, tense fella. They were famous for throwing chairs on the court. Uh, Shane McGowan. Is that, do you, are you familiar with that one, Ron? Shane McGowan, no. lead singer of the Pogues, uh, great Irish uh, rock fusion band together. Uh, some really good stuff. I remember seeing him at a festival before they became really famous. Just some great, great music that they produced. Uh, and the last two I want to mention is Norman Lear, also at 100 years old. So there's a there's another one in there, creator of All in the Family, the Jeffersons, some really great television shows, really a leader in 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 uh, changing the face of television and what what happened uh, in the in the 70s and 80s. And the last one I want to mention, just because I think she could, will continue to get short shrift, um, and that is Sandra Day O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, passed away and it, it you know be, be if it's it's really interesting because if you ask anybody on the street you know who is the first supreme court justice i don't think they're coming up with sandra day o'connor i think they're going to say ruth bader ginsburg and that's not the case uh, sandra day really led the, led the way but part of her problem is is that she was she was a, a great jurist and a centrist and she was therefore hated by both sides <laughs> yeah she 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 had a chance to overturn roe but she didn't but she personally found abortion abhorrent, but mm -hmm. she, she's voted her, you know, the way she saw the law and just back to your Bobby Knight, Ed, he did say, bury me upside down. So my critics can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> now this one killed me. <sighs> David Kirk, founder of the dangerous sports club died on October 21st, age 78 for April fool's day, 1979. He went out to the suspension bridge in Bristol and he bungee jumped. And apparently that was the origin of bungee jumping. And then it, it, it spread around the world. I thought New Zealand did it, but it spread to New Zealand. Now, New Zealand monetized it the best, but this guy was a character. I mean, he, he was a little Irish guy. You know, he had the top hat. He's just, just amazing. And he, he, he piloted across the channel in 1986, a giant inflatable kangaroo kangaroo. 
held up by four helium balloons. He sat in the pouch as he drifted over to the other side at 10,000 feet. A jumbo jet had to take action to avoid him. The police fined him 100 pounds for flying without a license. And he, he said, you know, uh, he was contemptuous of bureaucracy and the whole grimness of the Thatcherite Britain. And, you know, most people thought his club was just a mad idea. But he said, was it matter to jump off a bridge or live a hum, humdrum life? Um, I, I was never big into friends, but Matthew Perry passed away at 54. Wow. Kind of tragic. I mean, rehab 14 times. They even yeah. say that on the show, you can tell when he was on opioids and when he wasn't based on his weight yeah. I guess it fluctuated enough to be uh, noticeable. Uh, this one caught me Juanita Castro, sister of Fidel and Raul. She um, fully supported the revolution, but she was appalled by what her brothers did with the power. She helped dissidents escape. She worked for the CIA. She published a memoir in 2009. She goes, I didn't betray my brother. He betrayed me. In 1964, she, uh, she fled to the United States. And she said, uh, my brothers have turned uh, Cuba into a vast prison surrounded by water. In Miami, she opened up a pharmacy, Mini Price, and she died at 90 um, last year. And of course, Rosalind Carter passed away and um, Charlie Munger. And I've got one thing by Munger. Uh, he said, the world is not driven by greed. Um, it's driven by envy. Envy is a really stupid sin because it's the only one you could never possibly have any fun at. There's a lot of pain and no fun. Why would you want to get on that trolley? He was kind of a witty guy. I just listened to an interview with him and uh, he was kind of witty. And then, of course, Robert Solo the economist died at 90 uh, as well. So he was known for like his growth theory of economics. So um, yeah, wow. A whole <laughs> whole list of people that, that uh, left us last year. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 the, the last one, I just want to quickly mention just because he was a, 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 a hero of my, my father's because it was, uh, the running back uh, Jim Brown, uh, mm. just one of, one of the greatest who who ever played the game. Uh, and, and really, I think a, a stand-up guy for civil rights as well. I mean, he, he, he was in a way, he wasn't the first uh, black player, but he was, was to football what Jackie Robinson was to, to baseball in, in standing up, he says, I, I crave only the rights I'm entitled to as a human being. That problem is a little bigger than a ball game. Mm, yeah, so. I, do I do remember reading that. Walter Cunningham at 90, he passed away. He was the last surviving astronaut from the first successful mission in NASA's Apollo program. Uh, Jeff Beck, great guitarist. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley, which I'd yes. forgotten about, 54 years old. Robbie Knievel. <clears throat> Evil Knievel's son. Um, and then Lloyd Morissette at 93, the co-creator of Sesame Street. Mm. Um, and um, let's see. Uh, oh, you're going to love this. Harry Whittington, 95, the man who former Vice President Dick Cheney accidentally shot while they were hunting <laughs> quail on a Texas ranch. All right. That, right, that, happened, I that, that. happened 17 years ago. Um and uh, Hugh Hudson, the filmmaker who did Chariots of Fire, Hans Madro, and I just read about this guy. He died at 95. He was East Germany's last communist leader um, during that country's, um, you know, tenure before he was voted out. And I uh, have to say this, Raquel Welch mm -hmm. passed away at 82. And what a, uh, 
let's see, Richard Belzer from yeah, Munch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, oh, Gary Rosington, co-founder and last surviving cast of uh, Leonard Skinner. He he helped with the song "Sweet Home Alabama." Ah, is kind of a classic. And uh, Robert Blake, who remember ended up killing his wife. <laughs> uh, I think he got in prison for that. Um, and uh, Pat Schroeder passed away at one time, uh, vice presidential candidate. So yeah, wow, lots of. Lots, hey, we, oh, one more Barry Humphreys. Remember Barry Humphreys? No, he, he was Dame Edna. Oh, okay. For Dame Edna. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, that was a hysterical show. Absolutely hysterical. Harry Belafonte. Um, oh, I, I have to. I have to say this. Al Jaffe. You know Al Jaffe. Yeah, the co- the, co- the the co- cartoonists. Yep. Yeah, one hundred and two from Mad Magazine. He yep. was the guy who did snappy answers to stupid questions. There's a great Simpson episode where Bart, they're in New York and Bart finds the mad magazine offices and he goes up and he goes in there and he's at the reception desk and there's a big sign behind the receptionist that says mad. And he goes, is this mad magazine? And she looks at him and she says, no, it's Mademoiselle. We're buying our sign on the installment plan. There you go. Snappy answer to a stupid question. Well, we are up against our break, Ron. want to remind those of you listening that you can contact Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Our second break is sponsored by our friends at 90 Minds. They sponsor our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash tsoe. But if you need a mind, find one at 90minds.com. But right now, a word from our sponsors. shows and can't get enough of us follow us on instagram at voice america talk radio and see what we're cooking up for you sage provides accountants with compliance reporting and analytic solutions to do more for their clients these solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever listened to an online radio show that changed your life? I'm required to say that I have. Have you ever stopped listening to an online radio show because the commercials were mind-numbingly repetitive? Of course you haven't because you're here right now. Look, you don't have to listen to me anymore. There's a commercial-free version of this show, and it only costs $10 a month. And for $15 a month, you get no commercials commercials plus bonus content go to patreon.com slash tsoe subscribe now and be free you're worth it streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com you 
were tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. We are back on The Soul of Enterprise. This is our year in review show for 2023. And one of the traditions that we have started a number of years ago is doing a countdown of the the top shows. Uh, I usually do it from the perspective of the real numbers because I know Ron doesn't like measurements. So we don't have to, you know, he, 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 you know it's more important to, that we judge things, not measure things. So I'm, I'm going to do the measurement side of this. And this is these these episodes, Ron, this is the top five that were released in 2023, according to Chartable. Okay. Number five on the list on why AI will save the world, episode 446. That was not the thing that we had the Mark Andreessen thing. We did then a two-part thing with Mark on Mark Andreessen's article, but that was another one of his articles on why AI will save the world. Number four on this list, number show number 442, Life After Capitalism. <laughs> Life yep. After Capitalism, our review of George Gilder's latest book. We still are trying to get George on, uh, so that will be a, a, a fun time when we do that. Number three for the year, our second interview with Peter Block. Wow. Episode 445. Episode 445. And rounding out the, the, the top two here, uh, number two, Systems Thinking Made Simple, episode 448. And then... The ESG illusion, or otherwise known as capitalist punishment, that was episode 444. What is so curious about this, Ron, is that all of these are 440s. <laughs> they were all wow. in the 440s. So that midsection of the year there, we were, we were, we were really en fuego in July and August, it seems. So, Wow. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and some of these aren't even interviews, right? They're just you yeah. and I talking. Yeah. The systems thinking that wasn't with Willie, was it? That was us talking about his book before. We that, had is him on. Is that, that is correct. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. And of course, ESG was just you and me talking about Vivek yeah. Swami's book. Yeah. The only interview show is the Peter Block. You know, that's the only interview show well, that was and, on. And, and Gilder. No, that wasn't an interview. Did we? Did we talk yeah, yeah, to him? No. Oh yeah, we, oh, we talked to him. But did we talk? Yeah, we did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was just us talking about the book, but you're right. Okay. Okay. That was Gilder. All right. Um, so from the, according to the website now, this is the traffic sources on the website. These are the top five shows for 2023. Again, released in 2023, and they are wholly different. There's no overlap with Chartable, which I think is <laughs> kind of kind of random. But number five on this is the the subscription attorney with. Matt Matthew Kerbis, episode yeah. number 459. Number four is our second interview with Tim Cho. That's episode 434, where we talked about his pediatric moonshot, which is going really well. I had a conversation with him a couple, just before Christmas, and, and it, it is really making some substantial progress. So we're really, really looking forward. Maybe we'll have him back either later this year or next if uh, he still wants to do that. Uh, number three our tribute to Dr. Reginald Thomas Lee, uh, yeah. show 435. The second show, according to the website, our interview with Brian Kaplan, number 450. And the top show, according to the website traffic, uh, th this would be Business Models of the Future with Hector Garcia. Wow. Episode okay. number 452. So there you go. Um, so, Ron, I'll turn that over to you, and, and you want to give me your list of what your your favorite shows or or however you want to talk through that. 
Well, uh, Ed, I, I looked, we, we did 30 interviews last year, which I think might be the most we've ever done. I haven't really gone back and verified that, but that sounds like, yeah, you know, 60%. We also did one artificial interview with Peter Drucker. Yes. Uh, using yes. Uh, chat GPT. We did two live shows, which is pretty normal for us. We were at 90 minds last year and we did, uh, we did one from Hector's conference. Uh, mm-hmm. And, um, I have to say, I, I did re-listen to the show that we replayed, um, you know, uh, after Christmas with Tony Gill. That was a phenomenal episode. That <laughs> that guy was amazing. I absolutely, he read a poem at the end that, folks, just go out and listen to Tony Gill. Just listen to the fourth segment, and it's the last few minutes, and he reads his poem, and it was a it was the executive summary to his academic paper. Uh-huh. Well, he said, he said, all, all academics should have to write their executive summaries and prose and well, uh, poetry did, and poetry, did, did poetry. And it's, 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 it's beautiful. It's really well done. Um, but that kind of got me into, to, to uh, going back and looking at some of the shows that we did last year. And uh, I have to say there were some really good ones that really stand out to me. Um, we, of course we talked to Kimberly Joseph and I just love her anyway, but um one that really impacted me was Dr. David Alfrey, um, the author of Saving Grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only just a super gentleman, but um, that book really impacted me um, because he's an anesthesiologist. Uh, he takes you right into the OR. We talked to him about, you know, we have no idea how this works. <laughs> I, I, I remember Rob Long was talking about, he was in a, recently had an operation. He's lying on the table and the anesthesiologist is hovering over him. He says, so, Doc, if you cut into me when I'm sleeping, I'm going to feel it. So he says, but you give me this stuff and I, I'm not going to feel it. I'm just going to wake up. And he says, how does that work? And the doctor kind of raised his eyebrows and he says, well, we have theories. <laughs> Rob Long so, stood up, for, or not stood up, but, you know, leaned up from the <laughs> operator. What do you mean you have theories? <laughs> <clears throat> and we talked to him about that. That It was just, it was fascinating because, yeah, we don't really know how it works. No. And kind of a miracle. Thank God it does. Thank God it does. No kidding. And, and like we were, t- and I even listened to the bonus show to that. We were talking about how it just it also, unlike sleep, suspends your perception of time. Yes. You know, when you sleep, you know that you've been sleeping for four, six, eight, whatever hours, but you wake up from an operation. You could have been under there for four or five hours. You, you'd have or no days. Clue. Yeah. You'd have no clue. <laughs> and we were trying to figure out if coma patients. Uh, yeah, <laughs> have the same feeling. Um, and then the other one, the other show that we did, and this is 427 was the essentials of strategy. And that was a really good show. And folks, if you haven't heard that it's episode 427, and we really got into the crux of strategy, why it's not strategic planning, why strategy is not a plan and why you really need to put some thought into it because it drives everything. It drives positioning, it drives pricing, and uh, so we had a really good show on that. And then I thought, of course, we did George Gilder. That was 442, by the way. And that was a phenomenal episode that was based on his book, Life After Capitalism, which will probably show up next week when we do our best business books of the year, uh, at least awesome. on my list. And um, we also had a great show with Stefan Kinsella about intellectual property, which is very timely given the fact that uh some of the Disney characters have lost their copyright, you know, the uh, steamboat Willie. Yes. We now have Disney slasher movies starring steamboat Willie. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the other one, the other, uh, you know, you, you mentioned our tribute to Reginald. And of course, that is very memorable. We lost Reginald Lee last year, which was unbelievable blow because uh, he went way too young. But um, we also did our second interview last year with Joe Pine, episode 436. And I just love that guy. And uh, he's working on the book, by the way, on transformations and says he will come back when when that's ready to Great. come out. So we'll get him back. And, and, and Ed, the interview with Peter Block was just, I mean, that book, con- Confronting Our Freedom, is just amazing. Yeah. That yeah. was a very, very memorable show. So um, the, the other thing I thought our conversation with Peter Drucker, AI generated, was also, it, that was fun to do. It was fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we'll do another one of those. Maybe it, it, we won't do do one person for the entire one. I was thinking maybe we'll do four people and do four segments, but we'll see. We'll see. But I, I think there's more to come on the chat GPT interviews. They were, that was, it was too fun to do that. Yeah, hey, well, Ron, the, the only one that I, that, that as you're going through that, that really struck me just because I think it was a great story was when we talked to Natasha Lance Rogoff and uh, uh, the Muppets in Moscow. So I, I just want, want to, you know, pay, pay a debt of thanks. Thanks to you, because you said, all right, like, because we, we got that. That was a solicitation and we don't do often solicitations. And you're like, yeah, I think we should do this book. I'm like, all right, Ron. So but but kudos to you for that. So yeah, um, I'll tell you, I read the book and I just 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 the introduction, man. She's sitting on the plane flying to Moscow and she sit next to this economist and yeah. they have this. And I'm like, I'm hooked. I'm This, this is going to be a great book. And it was it was really yeah. entertaining. Um, so just quickly, we only have about a minute left in this segment, Ron. I, there was one other source that I want to share with you, and this is all shows all time because of the the great work that uh, Greg Tarico and uh, the folks at Working Web Media are doing. We now uh, also po- post the shows on YouTube, on YouTube as well. So what we have is an interesting thing in that we the, the shows have been posted on YouTube, but they've only been up there a little less than a year, actually. And so now we can get a feel for all right, what are some of our most popular episodes of all time based on what people search in YouTube and find in YouTube. And here they are, top five, again, going from bottom up again. Number five, Matthew Stewart, our interview with Matthew Stewart. And these are all interview shows, which is not surprising when you consider that what people are finding our shows, they're, they're probably searching for these individual people and they come across come across these these interviews. So that's that, that I think is why. Number four, uh, Thomas Sowell. That is number is that is uh, on the list. Number three, th- this blew me away because with Tyler Cowan, uh, Tyler. Yeah, sure. Tyler Cowan. Uh, number two, Donald Hoffman, Donald oh, wow. Hoffman, the case against reality. And number one, you could probably guess just because he's probably the most famous of the day. Rory Sutherland, our interview with Rory oh, Sutherland Rory. is that the num- number one listened to show by far. By far, it's almost far. double. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say when you said uh, most famous, I, I was thinking John Stossel. Mm-hmm. I but wouldn't no. have picked. I wouldn't have picked Rory. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that's excellent. Good to yep. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just it, maybe we can shout out. But Ed, we had a lot of great guests. Some some returning, obviously. Some first time. Uh, Hatendra Patel uh, came mm-hmm. on. Tim Williams came back. That was great. Greg Kite, of course, always fun to chat with Greg. Uh, I thought the Disneyland on the Mountain show, based on that book, you know, about 
uh, Mineral Another King good story. Yep. Was, was a fantastic book. Yeah. You mentioned Matthew Kurbis and Brian Kaplan was fantastic. We had Blair Enns on. Thank you, Blair. Uh, we had uh, Max Emma from Bookskeeping. He came on and uh, just a lot of really good guests. Doug Sleater came back and uh, spent time with us. Joe Woodard. Joe Woodard for the fourth or fifth time. A fifth, fifth time for, for Yeah, Joe. Green Jacket for him. Green Jacket. Yep, yep. And uh, Hector Garcia, of course, came on, and that was fantastic. In fact, he was on, I think, twice. Uh, yes. Well, we, we did from yeah. his conference. So, And Kimberly was with us, and uh, we always love having her on. And Jay Baruch, uh, the emergency room doctor. And um, who knows, Ed, we might have more doctors coming on. It's possible. It's possible. You never know. You never know. All right, Ron, we're up against our last break. I want to remind those of you listening that you can get a hold of Ron or me by sending one email, and that is to asktsoe at verisage.com. We'd love for you to rate this podcast. You can do this by going to ratethispodcast.com slash TSOE and give us a rating. If you do write a review, we will read it on air. So please take a look at that. That's helped other people find the show. So we really appreciate that. But right now, a word from our sponsor and my employer, Sage. Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever been so annoyed by a commercial for a $5 ebook that you were willing to pay $10 to never hear it again? I sure have. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. Over the last several years, you've come to hate me, and I hate me too. By now, you know that for $5, you can get a copy of Ron and Ed's book. What you might not know is for twice that much every month for forever, you can stop hearing Hearing me plug Ron and Ed's book, which totally makes sense, like the Diamond Water Paradox. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe today. Please, for the love of God, make it stop! The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com tuned into the soul of enterprise with ron baker and ed class to find out more about our show visit us on the web at the soul of you can also chat with us on twitter using hashtag ask tsoe now back to the soul of enterprise and we are back on the soul of enterprise doing our year in review 2023 show and ron i'm gonna put you on the spot here a little bit I'm going to talk talk about the Oxford words of the year and some American slang words of the year for 2023, Uh, one of which is overlapped, is on both lists. In fact, it was the Oxford word of the year for 2023. After more than 32,000 votes and a team of language experts, the word riz, R-I-Z-Z, riz. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I I read this and I can't I can't remember what it was. It is it is short for charisma. Char- charisma. Yeah. yeah. So this is and so as as in uh yo, he's got so much riz. Riz. Right? Yeah. Yep. So you get riz if if you have riz. Don't they use that like in social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like social media. And and, and look, I also have an unfair advantage is I have two teenage children. So like Mm -hmm. I have to. And so the the other one, sus. S-U-S, sus. Mm. I'll give it to you in a sentence. Why are you acting sus? (laughs) Sus is short for suspicious. Right. As in that's a pretty sus look on your face. Got it. Sus. Wow. Yeah. Sus. Okay. So they, <laughs> all right. Um, this is weird. Stan. Stan. As in, I guess you could say I'm a Stan. I stand Taylor Swift. And Stan means a sustained fan. Like a long time fan. Okay. Long time fan. Uh, of, of course, one of the Oxford words of the year, of course, was uh, prompt for me, meaning to write a prompt in artificial intelligence language and prompt engineering. So that's that's kind of cool. Uh, Swifty. You got to know what a Swifty is, oh, yeah, right? Swifty, right. So, sure. so Swifty. So that's that that was the third word of the year. Um, and then some of the others that I, I wanted to share with you is um slay as in girl you're slaying in that outfit Mm. means to show appreciation when someone has done something impressive or worthy of praise so there you go slay uh this this one is interesting because i and 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 john mcwarder when he was talking about this word uh, in a a podcast i was listening to didn't know what this what possibly the source could be but this is it's it's cap c-a-p cap as in, you had dinner with Beyonce? That's Cap. That's Cap. Or, I'm calling Cap on that. It's short for a lie or to deceive. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, and then uh, one, of, one of the ones that it really made an impact finally on this year is, is just the, the letter L. But it... it as in hold this L or that L must feel so much worse coming for me or you took the L just, it's just for stands for loss lose. So like take the L like you just took the L. (laughs) Okay. So when the the gamers talk to one another, they say you took the L. So there you go. So there's, there's my, there's my list of, uh, list, list of words that, uh, have emerged in 2023. The, the ones I remember, and this is, I'm doing this off a really shaky memory, but the uh-huh. economist guy, you know, the word columnist and the, and he's kind of like a McWhorter, you know, yeah. a linguist, um, his word of, he always says a word of the year. It was chat right. GPT. And he he said, now you guys are going to, you know, don't write me letters. He says, words can be nouns. (laughs) Uh, You know, I thought that was pretty good logic. But um, another one that I I don't think he talked about it, but I remember him, somebody talking about it was rotting. Rotting. Okay. Rotting. 
and I think it came out of China. You know how the, the youth unemployment there is just skyrocketed? Yeah, yeah. And they just say, stay in bed and play on social media and just, you're rotting. Ah. You're just, you're rotting for the day. Rotting. Yeah, it's kind of a terrible word, but or a terrible image, but yeah, it's, so, but yeah, that's interesting. I, I've never heard, I never heard of the sleigh and the cap. This is what I love about our language, you know, <laughs> I mean, how words come in and they just, they become part of the, you know, the yeah. vernacular. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, some good, good stuff. All right, Ron, it's, we got about uh, three minutes left here. It's time for, let's make some predictions for 2024. Let's make some predictions for 2024. I'll go first. I have three that I just kind of quick sketched out. Um, And is it is, is now that I'll make these, you, you know, these are never coming. There's like, you know, never, none of these are coming true. So, <laughs> so all right. So one, I'm Joe Biden will not be the democratic nominee for president. Okay. He will not be the democratic nominee for president. Now, I think, do you, do you think he'll win the primary? Maybe, but I, I, I've got a feeling that, that, that Jill is going to say to him, Nope, you're not doing this. Or the party is going to say to him. No, no, no it's got to be Jill. Got to be Jill. Okay. Got to be Jill. What if, what if it happens at the convention? Yeah, I think she's going to, she might do it before that. But I, yeah, if it happens at the convention, and that, that might be a strategy too, because the Republicans convention is first. So if they do nominate Trump, then they, they might say, okay, let's switch Roo on this. And he may step down, but we'll see. Um, this one is probably a gimme putt. This is most likely. I think AI will is still going to be an extraordinarily hot topic at the end of 2024. I I, I think I, I don't I, I don't think the we, we're we're not in the hype here. We were in the hype for AI a while ago. We're we're now in this sustained value hmm. area and, and adoption. And, an adoption. adoption. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, of course, this last one, Bitcoin. This is, you know, this is very self-serving. Bitcoin is going to get to over a hundred thousand, but it's going to end the year around sixty, I, only because there's a halving coming up, and because we're, that there's also some things with where the SEC is going to allow people to use that to to buy Bitcoin in their retirement funds. I think it's going to really pick up the the pace. So at one point, it'll break a hundred thousand for the year. And then, but it's going to come down and it'll be, it'll end the year around 60. It's about 45 now. Hmm. Okay. So what, well, what, give, give me one, Ronnie, we got a minute left. Okay. I'm only going to give you one, um, right. maybe two. Uh, okay. I, I I'm with you. I don't think Biden's going to be on the ticket. Okay. Now I would love to say Trump's not going to be on the ticket either, but that's just wishful thinking. Cause I don't want him on the ticket, but <laughs> uh, I still think there's a good probability that he's not going to be. Um, okay, but and 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 I would the other thing that that uh, concerns me is um, China's move on Taiwan could happen, and I think Jimmy Lai faces a perilous verdict next year as well, or this yeah. year. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds about right. Well, you you yeah, I think you have far better chance of me of being right on these, but we'll 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 see. We'll see. All right, All right. Ron. What's up next week, Ed? Ron, next week, as is our want, we will do our best books of 2023. We have to devote an entire show to best books. We can't do that in a segment. Never. Not a chance. Not a chance. I'm really looking forward to that. I will see you in 167 hours.
This has been the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Join us next week, folks, on Friday at noon Pacific time. In the meantime, feel free to visit us at thesoulofenterprise.com. We'll have full show notes on our show today, and you can see upcoming shows as well. Also, you can contact Ed or me at asktsoe at verisage.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great weekend.